0: So, in 2009, it was a year after me and my husband Steve got married, I had experienced a major fear that was like, it basically took over my whole entire body, mm. physically, mentally, everything. Um, the
1: marriage did?
0: No, my, my anxiety. <laughs> oh,
2: anxiety.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, when I got married, like in 2009, I got married in 2008, a year after I started getting really bad anxiety. But I didn't know what hit me, though. I was like, oh, it because it hit me physically. Oh. No, it wasn't the marriage. I promise I you, I was no. happily married <laughs> The that woman's son over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you covered there. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Steve did not do this to me, no. <laughs> um, no, but, yeah, in 2009, we went on a youth trip. I'm just going to give you a little bit of a backstory, and, you know, kind of the goal. Along with what I'm going to say tonight, but um, I had injured myself in my rib area and pain started coming from my back to my chest area, okay, and Melissa Childress remembers this because I would talk to her all the time about my fear and thought I was having heart issues, and so I'm like, oh my gosh, Steve, we got to go to the doctor, we got to go to the hospital, I'm having chest pain, I, I don't know what this is, I've never had that experience before, so... Um, you know, we went to the hospital. They said, oh, I think you just injured your rib. I can tell by, you know, your symptoms. It's not your, they did an EKG, you know, they do all that stuff. And they ruled out heart issues. So I'm like, okay, I can breathe a little bit better now. And, um, and so it just went on from there, basically. So because of a simple injury, I held myself literally so tight that people, doctors thought I had MS. I was a neurologist, and people were testing me for MS. That's how bad it was, because I didn't move. I was so stiff. Um, so I literally let my fear take over me—not just mentally, but it took over me physically. Um, that was the roughest. Every time I look at my mom, I start crying. Sorry. <laughs> and my mom, blah, okay. That was the roughest time I'd ever gone through anxiety. I. I I was in and out of the hospital because of panic. I thought every time I felt a pain, I'd go to the hospital, and I'd say, Steve, oh my gosh, I got this, I got that, I got, you know, and I even had doctors look at me and say, have you ever thought about seeing a psychiatrist? Because of just how many fears, you know, how many times I was in and out. Um, So, you know, I really didn't know, I've had anxiety before. In 2009, but I never had, like, panic attacks, and I didn't know what those were. I didn't know what panic attacks meant. I didn't know what it could do to you physically. And I, when all that was happening with me, um, I thought I was going to die. I, I ha- I've always had a fear of death. Um, for some reason, that's always been a fear of my dying. Now you can say to me, well, Lauren, you're saved, you know, you're going to heaven. Why are you afraid of death? But you know, in the human, in the flesh, you know, of course we're afraid of how we're gonna die or you know, what's gonna happen and everything like that. So that was a that was a major struggle with mine. Um, I'm a person like where something, it could be minor, but I take it to the extreme. You know, I could have pain here and I go, oh my God, I got, you know, this or that or whatever. Um, so after a few years, you know, that had gone away. I was prayed for constantly. Um and I here I am today and I this past year I've been struggling a lot with anxiety. Um again I have been really, really attacked. And so a few months ago God told me to speak in front of people and tell tell all of you about it because you know my my struggle can be someone's encouragement. And I fought it for a long time to speak in front of others because I don't like to speak in front of a lot of people you know I mean I love to help others I love to help others and I love to make people laugh and I love to make people joyful but speaking in front of other people about your issue that's you know I'm putting myself in a very vulnerable position right now and but I I knew that God was leading me to do this and so um, I like a message Karen, I'm like, Karen, God's been telling me that I gotta speak in front of the ladies' ministry and about my anxiety and she goes, Oh my gosh, the Lord's been telling me, you know, to ask you but I keep putting it off because, you know, um she didn't want you, didn't want to bother me. You he thought like it wasn't, you know, whatever. I said, Oh, no, you heard right, <laughs> you heard right. I'm, I'm supposed to be speaking, I <laughs> so it's not for me, amen. Yeah, amen. 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 yeah, yep, God is good. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I fought for a long time to speak, and God has given me many visions. I find though, in the midst of my anxiety, I have, I have been the closest going through that stuff. That's the closest I've ever been from to God to God I mean that's the most I can hear his voice that's the most I can really really focus on him and really sense his presence so I guess even in the midst of struggle I find that there's a benefit in it though too it produces fruit it produces you to go outside your comfort zone like I'm doing right now and you know minister to you um, you all because I want to help you guys you know, and I want to share my story. Even if it's not you yourself, even if it's someone you know that has anxiety. Because you know, to an extent we all we all know someone or we go through it ourselves. Um so let me see here, I'm sorry. Um I talked about that. So um how do I deal with anxiety every day? Um I still struggle every single day with anxiety. There's not a day that goes by that I don't have an anxious thought or um, you know some type of a fear. It's not as bad as it used to be, but um, and I, I tell you to be honest. The week before this, you know, coming up to this point, I've been attacked majorly in, in panic attacks and fear because devil doesn't want me to you know share the you know share my testimony and, and encourage other people. Um, but I'm standing here and <coughs> defeated him, so I'm proud to be doing that right now it in front of all of <laughs> you. So, um, yeah, I um, have struggled with anxiety this past year, um, and it's been a, it's been a tough year. It really has. And you know, you put that smile on your face, mm-hmm. and everyone says, "How are you doing?" And I'm good. you know and then no one really knows you know the struggle or the the thoughts that are going through my head or what I just went through before I even got to the church you know I mean it's just there's things that I always keep uh, you know we all do it we all pretend we're okay or put that that, I call it the church smile (laughs) (laughs) you could be yelling at your kids on the way to church and then you come into church and you're all happy and oh God
1: is good (laughs) Um,
0: but yeah um, there was this past May and that's when God really when he talked to me about wanting me to speak and he gave me visions of doing this and I'm like yeah right God I can't even you know hold myself together and You know, barely, I'm I'm barely getting through the day. You want me to speak in front of a group of women? You know, and he said, yes, I do. So, um, there was a, there was one day that it was really tough. Um, you know, when you're going in a panic attack, you feel sometimes you can't breathe. And so I was home alone with my daughter and, um, my husband was out of town and that was already hard on me because he's out of state, you know, and I can't, he's not just like right down, you know, here, he's he's you know, how many miles away, so that was hard on me. Um, so I was all alone and I was starting to like hyperventilate and so I have asthma too, so I'm thinking it's my asthma and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I gotta go to the hospital, I gotta, you know, I'm freaking out. and. Um, So God kept telling me, and she's not here tonight, but God kept telling me to call Lisa Tyler. I'm like, I don't want to bother her. You know, I was trying to call. I tried to call, you know, like my friend Melissa. She didn't answer. I tried calling my friend Christine. She didn't answer. I'm like, okay, well, obviously I'm not supposed to get a hold of these people. And so God told me to call Lisa Tyler. And so I literally had my daughter in the backseat of my car, and I was headed to the hospital because I'm like, you know, thinking I can't breathe, right? And so I call Lisa and she goes, Lauren, where are you? said, I'm driving. She goes, I want you to pull over right now. Because, you know, obviously me in that state of mind shouldn't be in a car behind a wheel. And, and so she came over my house and she prayed with me. And um, I just immediately felt that, you know, you get so heavy hard and you get your chest feels so heavy. When you're having a panic attack, your chest, like, it feels like someone's just, like, sitting on you. And, um... And so I left the parking lot, I went back home, she came over and prayed with me. And, you know, she just said wonderful things that God was telling her. And I mean, that just encouraged me more than I can even imagine that my mom ended up coming over because she, I was texting her too during when I was at work, when she was at work and I said, Mom, I'm not doing good. And she understood, you know, she knows my history with anxiety. Um, And so Lisa was telling me, she said, you know, I just I see you um, encouraging others and I see you writing journals and those journals write in a journal. I mean that's one way I've learned how to cope is because you can look back at what you've gone through and you go, Oh my gosh, I went through that, that, and this and look at what God has brought me through. Um, that's a testimony and Sasha goes and I just see you writing volumes of journals and you know, uh, the encouragement you're gonna bring other people um, it's going to be amazing and we prayed and I just felt like that um, heaviness off my chest um, and so um, yeah I there's been many times like when I remember a time this past year Steve came home from Apex we do that you know big youth event and he came home and I was just my mom stayed with me that whole weekend because I could not be by myself I I thought I was going to die. I thought something bad was going to happen. I thought, you know, I didn't want to be by myself. And, um, you know, Steve came home and he goes, honey, we've been through this before. We're going to get through it again. And that, you know, is very important because when you have someone that helps balance you and help, you know, um, lift you up, that's a very important thing to have. Um, And I remember just laying in the bed and not, not that I'm, I'm not suicidal, I don't have suicidal thoughts, but I just, at that point, no other, there was no other, I, I wanted to die at that point. And that's a selfish thing, and that's a, you know, but you feel like you're never going to get out of it. And you feel you're never going to escape because you literally feel like you're in your own prison. That's the best way I can describe it. You're in your own prison, and you can't get out of it, and you can't explain it to anybody. They say what's wrong and you say I really don't know but all I can tell you is I have fears and I have these these irrational fears and irrational thoughts but I can't really explain you know if you don't it's hard to explain it and so I've always put it as you know it's uh, a like living in your own prison and um, and that night he came home and I was just like I can't handle this anymore I feel so sick I feel I don't feel myself you know everything like that and I just I just want to die I don't want to be here anymore and we started praying and um, and he you know said Lord you know we're going to get through this and uh, I did I obviously got on the other side of that Um, but in those dark times still God is is very relevant and he's very and he shows himself and he shows himself in such a great way if you're open to listen to him Um, it's hard but um, it's important to do that. Um, I'm sorry, my thoughts are all okay. So there was also because of my fear of health issues. Um, one night I said to God before I went to bed, just say God, can you just please give me dreams of you know happy things? Because I was going to bed and I was I was waking up and I was because I was having horrible horrible dreams, and um, so. I went to bed and, you know, God is so awesome because he knows how our brain works and he knows how we can relate things to, you know, the natural. And so because of my health scare, you know, my health worries, um, I prayed for peaceful sleep and I prayed for uh, a good night's rest and in my dream that night, he had where I was laying in a hospital bed because my fear was like death. And somebody had me laying in a hospital bed and you know he had um, where it was him in in a doctor's jacket or a coat, you know, like a white jacket. And he was in, injecting joy, <laughs> peace, mm. patience, you know, all those things. Sign me up. Yeah. Give me give me
1: up.
0: Yep. And be, but because that's how he knows I relate to things because of the fear of death and the fear of medical issues and stuff like that. He was injecting me with all the things that I was not you know feeling at the time, and he put it into to me in such a beautiful way, and it did it gave me the peace it gave me you know um what I needed uh to to get a good night's sleep, and um I'll never forget that, and I just think that God is so awesome because how he just does that you know um how he relates to us and um so our mind can understand it and grasp it because when you're in an you're in anxiety mode people can tell you you're fine all <coughs> the time you don't believe it when you're in the midst of stuff you don't believe that you're okay or you're going to be okay right. or right. that there's an end to it you feel like this is going to be how it is and that is it and um so Actually, um, just recently I was on my way home with my husband and I started having a panic attack and now I know what they are. <laughs> um, I'm quite familiar with them, but my panic attacks, I mean, I don't know if anyone else has ever experienced this, but like I literally, my whole body feels like it's going numb and um, I get hot, um, I get like, I feel like I'm going to die and need to like I get claustrophobic. And um, I just started praying, and um, Steve started praying. We put on Christian music, and we had, you know, just everything, you know, uh, where it brought me peace, brought me back to, you know, peace, and uh, that's what's helped me a lot. God also put on my heart, I was going to work one day, and I was listening to Jeremy Camp, and um, <clears throat> if we got put on my heart that when we walk in our calling for him you know we walk in our when God calls us to do something and we walk in that we can conquer our fears we can conquer our, our um, anxieties because we're walking in the way of God um, and we're walking in what he's calling us and then I learned that when we focus on others and we focus on um, you know, not our own worries and our own doubts and our own things that we get out of our head, if you will. You know what I'm saying? You get out of your own head when you're helping others or you're doing something for others. Um, that's helped me tremendously, too. Um, so... I talked really fast, because
1: I'm
2: almost
1: done. <laughs> <laughs> Next, you have to say. Yeah, yeah, I don't
0: I tried singing in front of people, and I just started crying, and I couldn't do it. So, But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I was thinking about this today, and I said, you know, to God, because I was like, God, just give me the peace to do this, and give me the... Um, you know, I don't want to bail out because trust me, I thought of ways I could have, <laughs> you know, but I wanted to come here and I wanted to share this with you ladies because I want to encourage all of you. Um, and if if I'm going through this because someone needed encouragement, then so be it. God sacrificed His life for me. I can sacrifice some panic attacks and some moments in my life where I don't feel the best. And so I do. I want to be an encouragement to others. That's my, I think that's what God has truly called me to do. And um, I know Carla Paz, you know, she's really uh, not doing well right now. And But she said to me something that really sticks out to me. And she said, Lauren, when you, when you walk into a room, you light up the room. Amen. And that just really stuck with me too. And I said, that's what I'm put on this earth to do is to, bring people joy through God, you know, and God through me. I mean, you know, um, that's what I want to do. I want to bring the joy of the Lord to others. Um, And so it's not done here. You know, I still got other things I got to do, and I'm not done yet. And the devil can't have me anymore, and the devil can't have any of you. Um, We are covered in the blood of Jesus. And I want you all to know that tonight that no matter what comes against you, physical, mental issues, Amen. we're covered Amen. in the blood of Jesus.
3: We're
0: Amen. Um, and we're not gonna, we are we shouldn't walk in fear as hard as that is when we're facing things, but we should just keep strong and know. And one of my favorite verses is Philippians 4-7, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So no matter what your mind and the flesh is telling you, God guards that and He keeps and He brings you peace and He brings you joy that transcends all understanding that we could possibly even imagine. Mm -hmm. So that is my story. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) And I'm glad you (laughs) all came. Yes, ma'am.
0: Lauren, I'm going
2: to tell you something that um, when I listen to you talk, I've Mm -hmm. been through a lot of what you're going through. Mm-hmm. I've learned one thing and I see it happening
4: in you. The closer you walk to the Lord, oh, yeah. the more he want the devil wants you. Oh yeah. More. Mm-hmm. The more he just sometimes mm-hmm. I laugh when I hear his voice. Mm-hmm. I just laugh at him and tell him to go away, mm-hmm. which Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. But when you can start
2: laughing about it mm-hmm. and knowing when it's when it's coming on and not allow it. Right,
1: that's exactly it. That's but true. you're
2: that's good. Thank you, yeah. Well,
1: Lauren, are you now? I understand you're you're suffering from that. My daughter does too. Yeah. So what you're describing is just. I mean, she's in Florida, and it's hard. You know, I right. she was in right, right here, in mm-hmm. my, you know, yeah. <laughs> hard as a mom to do that. We mm-hmm. took, but um, did you did you seek anything else like counseling oh, yeah. or Yes, I, sec- I I couldn't
0: go to therapy.
1: Okay, not ashamed. No right. No, uh, yeah. I go to
0: therapy. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I happen to yeah. I have um no, but yeah, I um I do go to therapy. Okay. I did. But I was put on medication. That's I'm actually doctor. weaning off right now.
1: That's um, same um, with my daughter too. Yeah, it, it seemed like the medication didn't <clears throat> need to be a lifelong thing. It was right. was just take it through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah, if you start to notice that you kind of, mm-hmm. then you go back there's and there's nothing wrong with that. There's you. absolutely. That's No, I am all for counseling. I am yeah. all for because you know what, and I'm not. You know, no, I love my mom. I love my, you know, my family and my friends, and they are great support. Get a, you get yourself a good support system too. That that's what yes. really helps because if I didn't have the support system I do, I wouldn't. That would. That's half the battle. Um, but you know, um, what was I going to say? The therapist. Yes. Themselves. Yes. A yeah. Yes.
1: She or Because never. yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: when you go to someone that you don't know, yes. that that helps. That really does, because there's no prejudgment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because your family go, "Oh, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine," but a but a therapist will say, you know, they'll they'll, they'll you know take it into perspective and um, really help be able to help you on a professional way. You know what I'm saying?
1: Um, yeah.
0: Your my anxiety clear.
1: is really. I mean, knowing what you've explained to me and mm-hmm. what my daughter's going through, mm-hmm. I mean that's that's. It's real. It's oh. a hard thing.
0: It's real. I mean, it, yeah. yeah, it's real. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very hard. It can come at any time. It's
1: just oh, yeah, there's times
0: I'm fine. Yeah. I'll walk out of somewhere and immediately I'll get a panic attack. Thing. Was yeah.
1: there any certain sort of thing that brings it on? Or just-
0: it could have been um, maybe I had thoughts, but they kind of, you know, they went in the day, they went away, and then I'll get a panic attack later. Um, like, you know, um, intrusive thoughts is what it's called. Like when you constantly get thoughts of like, you're going to die. Um, you have this, you have that, uh, you're not worth, you know, whatever the thoughts are, those are called intrusive thoughts and those can build up, build up, build up. Like I just went out of town this past weekend. I was very excited to see my best friend, but the build up, the stress of going out of town, there's no hospitals right around me, you know, like all those things I think about, you know, yes, it goes Uh, on and on. Yep. And so I actually had a panic attack on the way home. I was fine during the trip and then I had a panic attack on the way home and I knew what, you know, I, I already knew what it was, but I was like, okay. And just try to calm myself down. And that's, you know, I, through that, I mean, um, I think once you know, like I was diagnosed with OCD, meaning like I have compulsive thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, And so not like I have to touch something, not like that. But I have like constant and compulsive, like, uh, you know, um, intrusive thoughts like I was saying. And I think once you have a name to it too, that's half of it too, because you, once you, can identify what you're going through, just for years I was just told you have depression slash anxiety, you know, things like that, but this actually helped me, This just this past year I was diagnosed with OCD, um, and so that kind of helped me in a way, I know it sounds kind of funny, but when I have a name to it, now I know how to deal with it, because right? I have a specific diagnosis,
1: you know what I'm saying? Yes,
2: Um I am very familiar with the topic as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I had severe anxiety for over 23 years, Mm -hmm. healed from it. Mm -hmm. But one of the major breakthroughs that really helped me was that, and because then I saw my husband go through it, and I said to him, this is something you're suffering with, it's not who you are. Right. And when you make that big divide of this is, you know, yes. this whole thing is this. Right. But it's not who I am. That's right. This is me, that mm-hmm. is that, and this is mm-hmm. intruding on my life. Yes. And so that was something that I would say to him over and over. Because mm-hmm. after I had already been through that right. I had him go through it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Have, have you has that entered into your thinking too that, hey, wait a minute, you know, I'm suffering right. with anxiety, but it's not who I am.
0: Right. Yeah, I don't identify myself as, yeah. you know, I'm a anxious person. I mean, I know I have anxiety, right. but Lauren Carlson is not just that. She is a God's child. She is a mother. She is a friend. She is a you know. I mean, yes. whatever, however you wanna. I'm not just an anxious person. I'm a conqueror. You know, I mean, put in, put in positive words instead of the negative words. You know, fill with the negative. You know, I I'm, I've been defeated. i you know, this is always going to have me or you know, whatever. And put positive words on that, and that can really change your whole attitude on um, how you go about it. Um, definitely,
2: yeah. And the second step to that is, I'm suffering with this right now.
0: Right, this is just for like now.
2: Now, mm-hmm. but you know what? I'm going to right. Because I'm not always going <coughs> to be this way. I'm not always going to feel this way. Right, exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I've had a lot of breakthrough with God in my personal time with Him, and I've had a lot of breakthrough with, you know, talking with my therapist and, and stuff like that. And I wanted to share that too. I really believe because me and my mom both work at a Christian counseling center, and she's been working there since I was in fourth grade. And her boss heard her singing in the. Uh, she was the janitor for the building. And her boss, at the time, when he owned that building, or that company, our company, he heard her sing, he goes, Kelly, you sing so beautiful. You know, and she's just cleaning the lobby. The acoustics were yeah, yeah, And, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so um, he goes, would you like a job? You know, and she, she worked the front and everything like that. But I was thinking about that, too, the other day, just how great God works, because look at, yeah. I'm in a place, I'm in a Christian, counseling center and that since eighth grade my mom was able to put me with the best of the best therapists get me taken care of i mean i believe truly that's why at that moment that's not just that's not something that just happened my mom was there for a reason and that got me you know the help i needed Mm -hmm. amen what do you
1: think it starts anxiety right from the get-go what's that Yeah, it
0: It can be a chemical imbalance. Um, That's definitely, I've been told I have that because of, um, you know, like what something is so minute. Like if you went to the doctors and you were told you have ulcers, you might walk away and be fine with that and be like, oh, I just got to take medication. I'd walk away from that doctor's appointment and go, oh my gosh, I'm going to bleed out to death. I mean, that's just, that, that's, to be honest, that's my, that's my way of thinking. It's not as bad as it was, but, um, like, pain equals death to me. You know, that's, in 2009, that was what it was, pain equals death. If I had a pain, because I was getting pains that I never had had in my life, and, so, and it was happening all at once. It was happening literally from head to toe, you know, and so I was like, what's going on with me? You know, my whole body physically was completely altered. You know, like I said, to the point where neurologists were checking if I had MS. But that's just all because I was, I was literally paralyzed with fear. I paralyzed myself with fear. So um, yeah, anxiety can start. It can be a, um, a generational thing, too. My, um, my dad's mom, and I found this out when I was going through this back in 2009, you know, she didn't have WebMD like we
1: do today. Oh, but so yeah. yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I'm not
0: that time, I know, I say,
1: I know. Yeah,
0: but my grandma used to look for that, what was it called? Some kind of books. And she would look at the books and she thinks she had everything. She'd go to the doctor constantly. Yeah. And she, um, you know, and at that, you were just crazy. At that, you know, in those days it was just like, okay take a vitamin B shot or whatever, go home. I mean, that's how they treated her. And because they didn't know what to say to her because she had nothing wrong with her. And so when I found that out, I'm like, this is a generational thing too. And I've actually, people who have prayed over me have said, it's a generational curse. And uh, God himself has told me, I'm the one who has to break it. And so I don't, because I don't, I do not want to pass this to my daughter. That she's my number one reason. I want to get through this. She's the reason I wake up in the morning. She's the reason I carry on, because I don't want her to, to ever experience this,
5: ever.
0: Yes, I'm sorry. That's
5: okay. I just wanna say thank you so much for sharing your story, oh. because my um, best friend is a lot like you, and she wanted to be here today, but oh. she's out of town,
1: mm-hmm. and,
5: uh, and she's gone through a lot of that, Yeah. and I never really knew how to minister to her and right. because it didn't make sense to me like you said. Sure. And it's like, well you're gonna be fine. Everything's okay. Right. And, but it went to a deeper level with her. Oh yeah. And so through the years I've had a hard time and I always pray to God to to make me more sympathetic to, to her problems. Sure. Because in my mind it's like get over it. Right. And right. Um, right. but I wanna be there for her.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: And um uh, and my sister-in-law is the same way too. Yeah, she has these panic attacks, and she mm-hmm. has to pull off on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. She'll um, she'll call, you know, her husband. Yep. and he'll try to talk her down. But I guess what I'm kind of wondering is is how how can I support my friend? What can I? Is there something I can say? Or do I just listen? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the obviously there's can... prayer that always happens, but right. Um, is there anything more I can do or or not do that could be more um, that could shut her down? Right. Like, when I when she tries to share with me, I don't want to shut her down either.
0: No, that's good. Um, the the thing, the listening. Yeah. Just just even. I mean, like. I was telling before, like my mom was there when Steve went to Apex and that was for five days and just that someone was physically there with me, even if I wasn't talking, even if I wasn't sharing my, you know, feelings or my fears at that time, just someone was physically there that I knew I could, that had, you know, that could help me Um, and listening. Listening is the best thing that you could possibly do. Um, You know, it is hard, mental illness. Because you can't physically see it, it is very hard to understand. Yeah. People who don't have it, you're like, well, what like you said, what, what are you so scared about? Or God, you know, you're a born again. Christ-. I mean, I've had people tell me you don't have enough faith. Maybe it's the faith. Yeah. and I just, yeah, yeah that's
1: <laughs> okay. I
0: don't, I don't like it. I'm, I'm uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I'm like, okay, oh, that's and that's
0: <laughs> I don't, you know. I mean, when people say, yeah, 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 I um, oh, that's yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, that's that's a rough thing to say. I've had people say who voodoo dolls, and people are are. Oh,
1: thinking the that. Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, you're gonna get things that are said, and you're gonna get things that people say, and you just gotta take it. Um, what's that saying? With like a grain of salt, or yeah, because yeah, it's um, you know, you can't. uh. Listen to what everyone has to say. <laughs> so, but, um, yes, listening. Listening is one of the, just to know that someone's there physically and can listen, have an open ear. Yep. Would she be willing
5: to go there?
4: She someone? is in
5: counseling. She's okay. been in counseling oh. for a
4: long time. Yeah. yeah. She's and, and she's doing
5: better, you know, but, uh, and the, the fear of death. I mean, I could never understand it. It's like your uh-huh. question. You, I no. never told her her faith wasn't. You know strong enough but I couldn't understand it right because to me you know if I died tomorrow I you know I'd be happy I don't mm-hmm. worry about it but I do realize not everybody feels that way right fear of death mm-hmm. I couldn't understand that mm-hmm. you know being a Christian when you know you're going, you're going to have yeah mm-hmm. the next breath you're gonna be in front of God right uh,
0: and it's true logically yeah you, when right you're in your logical right. mind mm-hmm. yes it's easy to, right. to, to grasp but when you're in right. panic, panic mode you can't comprehend it it's like you're speaking a whole different language you know what I'm saying it's the best way I can describe it Um, when you're in a panic mode you you just can't grasp it
1: you know what when Brandy would go into panic mode she would call me up she's in Florida she'd call me up just to hear my voice and I would be at work and I'd say listen honey I'm going to just set the phone down just hear me, you know, while I'm talking to a client or something, uh-huh. you know, but she just, just to know that you, minute, even if she's feeling really mm-hmm. comfortable with you, you know, and she feels confident with wow. you, just uh, to, you you know, yeah, and, yeah that's, that's good, yeah, yeah. that
0: comforted her, mm-hmm. so. Yes, Ms. Monica. I suffer from severe anxiety, mm-hmm. and I ordered a kit from this Priscilla girl for like 500 wow. hours, <laughs> wow. and mine was from insecurities. Uh huh, and you know scriptures like saying God has given me the spirit of 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 love, not of fear. Right, and um, just knowing that you're gonna get past this, you've been right. through it before, mm-hmm. and you will get past it. Mm-hmm. Really, really helped. Oh yeah, that, that's very true. Yep. Um, even if you plug into, like, I don't know if you guys are on Facebook or, you know, you don't have to be on Facebook, but, but like, um, certain ministers, like, I really love Stephen Furtick. He's a pastor. Um, he's from Elevation Church. And, yeah, I plug into him. I really, he's encouraging. Um, so that stuff, too. Just surround yourself with, you know, uplifting people, people that are on the same page as, you know, as, as far as your walk with God. Um that really helps when you have a good support. And thinking negative can also really breed into that. You have to realize how you're thinking and change oh, yeah. it. You have to, yeah, because like, you don't always, you're not always aware of it. But right. Once you get aware of it, mm-hmm. then you can control the thinking. Right. At least. Oh yeah. Yeah. And insecurity has been an issue of insecurity. mine a long time. Oh yeah. Body issue. You know. I mean, you're telling
4: yourself all these.
0: Oh things. yeah. I think we all do that to a certain degree. We're our own worst critic. Yes.
4: yes, Ms. Kathy? I'm thinking of the same person, but, as Debbie was, but were you willing, were you at a stage when right now you're doing a little bit better? Sure. You know it's an hourly walk. It's right. not a daily walk. Right. It's a minute by minute walk. Yes, it is. But are you willing? Okay, when you go to your your therapist or your counselor, mm-hmm. or you are you willing to receive what is told to you, and then to do it? Sure. Or are you? Do you want that quick fix? Because the difference being. Mm-hmm. And you guys don't know who we're talking about Mm -hmm. i believe she just wants a quick fix Mm -hmm. she doesn't you know whether it's Mm -hmm. and it's not take a pill right it's not that but she just wants a quick deliverance and then Uh she'll be healed right i want to know what the difference was how you are walking your walk right did you want that? You want that quick fix? Sure. I mean, we all want that quick fix, fix at first. But are yes. you willing to do what the counselor tells oh, you yeah, to do. Oh yeah,
0: most definitely. Because it, you you
4: have to, uh,
0: in my opinion, you have to do what you know the counselor says. Because, I mean, there might be thick, wacky things that yeah. you know, they and say, but we don't effects. know that Jesus won't heal right. tomorrow either. Right, right, That's right, nine, right. Or five you know, I mean, yeah. Would it be Probably. nice to have a quick fix? Yeah, yeah, it would be wonderful to have a quick fix. But I've learned that this just might be a part of my journey. Yes. This might be forever, and and I've come to terms with that now. Like before, I was like, no, I gotta get over this. I gotta, you know. But now I've just learned, okay, like you said, you laugh it off, or you 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 try to, um, you just you know you you've come to ter- you respect it. You respect it. That's the biggest thing I can say to you. You respect that this is an issue I'm going through. This is, this is a journey I'm, I'm dealing with in and in a trial I go through, but this is life. This is where this is an imperfect world, and we know we're going to be with Jesus one day and it's going to be all washed away and everything's going to be fine. But on this earth full of sin, we have to just respect it and, and keep moving forward and do things for others to get out of our own heads. That's but but I was thing. just
4: wondering if that's how, because I'll say that's the same with physical illness.
2: Oh, yeah. Like Do, you take your medication, you, you don't
0: take your medication, you're not going to get you better. You have to.
4: Yeah. And there are moments, Right. there have been many moments, I've gone to bed praying, just take me.
1: Yeah. I can't
4: go on anymore. Mm-hmm. And then when I wake up, I go, even you don't want me. mm mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Yeah. You <laughs> and, I and it's not a nice <laughs> yeah. way state right. to be in. Right. right. I know. But do I always have about the church? Spine? Right. You better believe it.
1: Right. I <laughs> it, it,
4: it, it, it. I'm not there today, but I don't stay in that. Right. I know That's that right. I have to. to Just keep hearing uh, But I was wondering if you want to. I personally do. Or do you walk the walk? Because I've seen you look really happy in church, and mm-hmm. I've known when you're hurting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can if you really look at people's eyes oh yeah, yeah really eyes are the soul yeah people. that's true and you can see when you look at somebody's eyes their smile may be from ear to ear oh yeah and they may say i'm fine but when you ask somebody how are you, mm-hmm. you hmm? Many people really don't want the answer. Oh, no. Yeah. They only yeah. want to hear, I'm fine, and t- they t- won't t- t- lie. <laughs> How many times? Oh, yeah. yes. But as it is, don't ask you know, if you someone, don't really yeah. want to know. Yeah yeah. If you look yeah. in someone's eyes, right, you can tell if they're really telling the truth or
0: not. That's true.
4: And it just takes two minutes to listen. Right. Or to say, you want me to call you later? Right and then write yourself a note and do it. Yep, that's good. Whether it's mental, physical, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But I just was wondering about if you wanted the quick fix. And I mean, at one point I did. In the beginning, yeah. you wanted the quick
0: fix. Right, I wanted, yeah, of course at one point yeah. I did. That's
4: but I learned, managing. Yeah, But I've
0: learned, yeah, as I've gotten you know, a little <laughs> older now and dealing with this, is a, I mean, basically, a long time. yeah. So it's a half so place. So, yeah. You um, old lady. I know, I'm my old lady. But, I mean, I know.
5: Yes. <laughs>
0: oh, yes, ma'am.
5: A lot of you don't know me. I'm a friend of Lawrence. Yes. I've known her for five years. And I she's had some struggles. And I've had struggles. But through her struggles,
3: she has been my rock. Mm-hmm. And a very deep encouragement to me. And God has really been with her. She's a blessing.
2: Mm-hmm. And I love you so much. Thank you so you much too. for sharing. Was oh, so thank you. <laughs> thank you. Can I just say thing?
3: Yes, no. Nice. Um, <laughs> 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 <waiting. laughs> I just want to say thank you Laura, for being who you are. My daughter who is now in her mid thirties. She didn't like me to tell you how she is. She has been a strong girl her whole life. Um, she just gave birth. Some of you know who she is. Amanda. We'll mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She um, just gave birth to her fourth child. She's in Iowa. She's youth pastor with her husband. And now they become associate pastors. When she had the fourth child, I was there with her. And the first night she came home, she woke up feeling like she couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. She's never had panic attacks. She's just, like I said, she's one of those strong girls that just walk through everything. Um, we took her to the hospital she said, oh, my gosh, there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. They checked her all out and they said, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. You need to go home or you need to go see a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Well, she got, like, all upset. I said, psychiatrist? <laughs> what do you mean a psychiatrist? I can't <laughs> breathe. Yeah. I'm going to die. I don't know not, what not I feel. am <laughs> <How are> going <laughs> telling <me> a psychiatrist. <laughs> if you knew Amanda, you'd understand. Yeah, you yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: So anyhow, I'm like, I don't know Amanda. You know? So it started then and then um, I had to go home to Michigan. She's in Iowa. She's got nobody, and she don't want to tell her church people because she said, Mom, I'm a pastor's
2: wife. I can't show weakness.
3: I can't show that I need prayer. I said, Amanda, we're the body of.